My dear friends, I hope you are enjoying your Christmas season. Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast. I am Francis Weso, the host of this podcast. As we come to the end of the year, the Lord has been talking to me about self-control. I know it is not a subject we talk much about during Christmas, but I was reading the Christmas story when the Lord started talking to me about it, and therefore I am sharing it with you. Last week, we discussed that one of the benefits of being a mature Christian is that mature Christians have self-control or are prudent. We no longer react to our circumstances, but get to decide how we will act in them. We saw how when we react in our flesh, we create messes, and we can miss the blessings that God has for our lives because of those messes. In the previous episode, we used Joseph's reaction to the news that Mary was pregnant as an example of maturity in Christ. We discussed that because he decided to show grace and divorce Mary quietly, God could show him that Mary's pregnancy fulfilled the messianic promises. I want to continue our discussion using the same example of self-control. But today I want to focus on how Joseph's level of maturity helped him keep his mouth in check, which is another benefit of self-control. Let us go to Matthew chapter 1 and we will read verses 19 through 21, which read, Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her publicly to disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. We do not know much about Joseph, but he is one of the characters that I want to meet the most in heaven. His level of maturity at his age inspires me. Of course, we do not know how old Mary and Joseph were when they got married, but it was customary in those days for men to marry when they turned 18. Therefore, he was emotionally very mature at a young age, which tells us that emotional maturity does not depend on our age. The verses we just read tell us that Mary's news put Joseph in a big predicament. On the one hand, he was probably devastated because the woman that he was going to marry was pregnant and the child was not his. On the other hand, he was faithful to the law. Some people may not understand why being true to the law was such a big deal for Joseph, so let me explain what I mean. Let's go to Deuteronomy 22, and we will read verses 16 to 21. And the father of the young woman shall say to the elders, I gave my daughter to this man to marry, and he hates her. And behold, he has accused her of misconduct, saying, I did not find in your daughter evidence of virginity. And yet here is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. And they shall spread the cloak before the elders of the city. Then the elders of that city shall take the man and whip him, and they shall fine him a hundred shekels of silver and give them to the father of the young woman, because he has brought a bad name upon a virgin of Israel, and she shall be his wife. He may not divorce her all his days. But 
if this thing is true, that the evidence of virginity was not found in the young woman, then they shall bring out the young woman to the door of her father's house, and the men of her city shall stone her to death with stones, because she has done an outrageous thing in Israel by hoarding in her father's house. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. According to the law of Moses, Joseph should have brought Mary to her father's house and had her stone, since she indeed was pregnant and they had not slept together yet. Joseph had a right and an obligation to do that, but being the good man he was, he decided to show grace to Mary. In a way, he was being disobedient to the law by not accusing Mary, but it was obvious that he loved her, and knowing Mary, he probably also had in his heart hope that what she was saying, as crazy as it sounded, was the truth. What is remarkable is that Joseph not only decided to save Mary's life, but also kept Mary's pregnancy a secret, even with his own family. Otherwise, the men in his family would have been able to accuse Mary of infidelity, which we know did not happen. My friends, can you imagine how many problems could have been avoided if people will keep their mouth closed? The first thing that comes to mind is that Samson will not have died. But let us continue. Go with me to James chapter 3 verses 5 and 6, which read, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a tiny spark. The tongue also is fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole curse of one's life on fire, and it's itself set on fire by hell. Wow, James is not playing here. He tells us that we can start a hellish fire if we have an uncontrolled tongue. A biblical example that comes to mind when we speak about lack of self-control regarding our tongue is the example of the Apostle Peter before Jesus' resurrection. Let's read Matthew 17 verses 4 and 5 which say, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Did you notice what happened? What we just read is the story of the transfiguration of Jesus. James, John, and Peter experienced this fantastic event watching Jesus speak with Moses and Elijah, and Peter got very excited. Sometimes immature believers or immature people in general let their mouth run wild when they are excited or upset and get in trouble. In these verses, we read how God interrupted Peter and told the other disciples not to pay attention to what Peter was saying, but to listen to Christ. I do not believe God was upset here at Peter, but if we are honest, what Peter was proposing was absurd. Moses and Elijah were not there to stay and enjoy themselves. They had come to help prepare Jesus for his death. People of God, the Bible says in Proverbs 17:28 that even the fool seems wise if he keeps his mouth shut. Sometimes it is better not to say anything than to open our mouth just because we are excited or upset. Now, 
Let's go back to Peter's life. Go with me to Matthew 26 and we'll read verses 34 and 35. It says, Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, This very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same thing. When we have no self-control over our mouths, we make promises we do not even know we can fulfill. I am sure that the last thing on Peter's mind when he said that was that in a few hours he was going to be denying Jesus. We need to be careful not to offer things we cannot provide or make promises we cannot fulfill. We must remember that wherever we go, we represent the kingdom of God and there are always people listening to us. The last thing we want is to break unwise promises we made because our tongues had no breaks. Go with me to John 18.25. It says, Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warning himself. So they asked him, You, aren't you one of the disciples too? He denied it and said, I am not. People of God, when we have no self-control over our mouth, we lie very quickly. We live in a society where lies are no longer considered a sin. After all, most people lie. But God has not changed his mind about sin. A liar is as much a sinner now as he was in Jesus' time. The fact that Peter was afraid and probably stressed out about Jesus did not justify that Peter denied his master and lied about being his disciple. He sinned. Of course, he felt terrible about it, but his feeling about that situation did not do much to ease the rejection Jesus experienced from his denial. And that is the biggest problem of an uncontrolled mouth. Many people do not think that they can cause significant problems with their mouth, but our words can kill and sometimes can cause more pain than bullets. When we lack self-control, we can create division among groups. We can lose good relationships and we can cause people severe financial problems. I know someone who lost his job because he did not keep another employee's confidentiality. He wanted to be popular with his co-workers and share confidential information about one of them. This person did not imagine that among the group of people whom he shared this information with was someone who had very little self-control of his mouth and told the boss what this person had done. This poor man was fired in a day after working many years in that company, all because he did not think before he spoke. He was immature and lacked self-control. That is why the Holy Spirit is constantly working on our maturity, my people. If we ask him to help us discipline our tongues, he will do it. But I must warn you, if you ask the Holy Spirit to help you guard your tongue, you have better mean it because he will take it seriously. After asking the Holy Spirit to help you govern your tongue, you will hear his voice encouraging you to use wisdom every time you give free will to your tongue. He will convict you when you use your tongue unwisely, but remember that he is gentle. If you do not heed his guidance, he will go silent. 
But do not be surprised if he then uses stronger methods to help you. Years ago, I made a mistake that taught me a good lesson. I had to take a volunteer from the church where I used to work home. This woman had been decorating one of the church's halls for Christmas. I thought she was alone when I came to pick her up. And since I was running late, trying to justify my tardiness, I told her that the counseling session I was at had lasted longer than expected. To which she replied, so the problem you were dealing with must have been serious. Thinking that the woman had no idea who I met with, I said to her, yes it was. The next thing I knew, another woman had gone up from under a table and asked, what's wrong with my grandson? Friends, the last thing I expected was for the grandmother of the young man I was counseling to be in that room. I did not even know that that young man had relatives in the church. I tried to change the subject, but it was too late. When this woman got home, she told the family that I was telling people that her grandson had serious trouble. And the next day, I had to meet with the senior pastor of the church, my boss, to explain why I had told this woman that her grandson has serious problems. Now, my redemption was that I had not said anything about our session, and in the end, the young man understood the whole situation. But believe me, the Holy Spirit used this incident as a great lesson on how the tongue can start a massive fire. Now, I don't tell people what I'm doing because you never know who might hear you or how your words might hurt someone. Child of God, this week is an excellent time to evaluate our maturity level regarding the dominion of our tongue. Sometimes trying to be popular, trying to gain friends, or even by mistake, we break people's confidentiality or speak before we think. If you are listening to this podcast, the Holy Spirit is telling you to be careful. Learn to govern your tongue. You should not share with the world what you know about people. We do not have to express our opinion just because we have it. Sometimes we do more by listening to people than by offering counsel that people did not solicit or saying something out of line. Many people tell me, Pastor Francis, I do not know how to discipline my mouth. My dear child of God, that is something we do not achieve overnight, and it is not easy. But it is something we must do daily. Here are some recommendations I have for you if the Holy Spirit is convincing you to work in this area of your life. Number one, if you ask the Holy Spirit for help, He will help you. Two, Praying in tongues is a beautiful tool to govern our mouth. The more we pray in tongues, the more the Holy Spirit governs and rules our mouth. Number three, if your tongue rules you, start memorizing Bible verses regarding self-control, prudence, and wisdom. This works. I promise you that if you memorize the Word of God, before you say something you should not, the Holy Spirit will bring one of these verses to your heart and you will be able to keep your mouth shut. And number four and last recommendation I will give you today, meditate on the life of Peter. Because of his uncontrolled mouth, he hurt the person that he loved the most at the worst moment possible. You do not want to make a similar mistake. 
It is always a joy to spend time with you. If you have any questions or comments regarding our podcast, or if you would like to share your prayer request with my team, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. I also want to remind you that our episodes are available on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your week. <laughs>